It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. It is a Friday, and I am glad you made it. It's open phones the entire program. Some hosts only do that on Fridays. I do that every day of the week. and give you some open phones. But on Friday, it's the entire program. The idea is that you can just go ahead and launch into whatever you want to just get out of your system. That way, you can enjoy your weekend. Vent, if you will. Morning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. Hang on a if second. In Pardon weather. me, Miss Mary. That was not the one I intended to fire. <clears throat> I wanted to do this one over here. This is the... Uh, Morning. This no, that's the seconds. Dave one. Strike two. Hmm. That one. There we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Hey John, John's up in July. Remember, some time ago we were sitting in your uh, under your back porch. It's got a nice area down there, and we were just enjoying uh, a really a nice day outside. Uh, you, me, Donna, and Tim was there, and and the whole time we were talking, I kept looking up. And you finally asked me what I was looking at, and you spotted what I saw, which was this white dot way up in the sky. And it wasn't moving very fast. It was moving, but not much. And so you used FlightAware, which I have on my phone, too, and looked up what it was. Well, it was a huge white balloon way up in the atmosphere, up above where the airliners fly, higher than them. It was an internet company that was testing out a new internet system for rural areas. So they were flying it overhead in a hot air balloon. And we were able, you and I were able to see on our phones the Wi-Fi that they were broadcasting. They didn't set it up so we could use it, but we could see that they were broadcasting Wi-Fi. It was just some company with an idea, and they were testing their electronics up there with a, with a balloon. Well, now, if you're in Montana... And you look up, you'll see the same thing, but it's a Chinese spy balloon. You heard about this? All right. China launches, this is the headline I have in front of me. China launches investigation into suspected spy balloon flying over U.S. Oh, they're launching an investigation. China announced its government is looking into reports that a suspected Chinese spy balloon was discovered flying over U.S. base in Montana. Quote, China is a responsible country and has always strictly abided by international laws. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a statement from China, from the foreign ministry spokesperson. Let me read that again. China is a responsible country. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. 
because the, uh, the, the forced labor camps that they have, to name one thing, yeah, they strictly... And, and then when it comes to international laws, like, for instance, patent rights. If you have a patent, but China likes your invention, they're just going to take it. I could go on. Taiwan. I can go on. China is a responsible country. No, they're not. And has always strictly abided by international laws. No, they haven't. And China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign countries like they do when they fly over a sovereign country that they would like to take over because they claim it as their own. Okay. So also urge U.S. officials, Chinese authorities, uh, are talking calmly and carefully, they say. As for the balloon, this is a quote, again, from their spokesperson. It's just that we're now looking into it and verifying the situation and hope both sides can handle this together calmly and carefully. Foreign minister says judgment should be withheld before we have a clear understanding of the facts. That guy could work for the Biden administration as a spokesperson. You and well and he's probably just as left-wing communist as our current White House spokeswoman. But anyway, US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was scheduled to visit China becoming the highest ranking US official to visit the country since the start of the pandemic yada yada. Um quote he says what I want to emphasize is that before we have a clear understanding of the facts, speculation and sensationalizing will be unhelpful. Okay. Senior U.S. officials said the government is closely monitoring the high-altitude surveillance balloon. The United States government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the continental United States right now. He added, the U.S. government, including NORAD, continues to track and monitor closely. The balloon is currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present any military or physical threat to people on the ground. Instances of this kind of balloon activity have been observed previously over past years. Once the balloon was detected, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. And there are up there in Montana, there's a military base, for example, that has nuclear missiles and so on. But they can just go ahead and, well, it depends on what kind of sensors and so on they have inside that satellite. When I look at it, I think it looks like the International Space Station being tethered on a balloon. And I'm talking about the shape of the thing. And it has solar panel arrays and so on. U.S. government, this is a quote, is confident the surveillance balloon belongs to the People's Republic of China, defense officials told Fox News. They did consider bringing it down with military assets, and they still are. But they're afraid if they shoot it down, that's a lot of, of junk that's going to fall down to earth. And, you know, they don't want to do damage to anything or anybody. It's not, the story says, immediately clear how long the balloon has been over U.S. airspace. Senior defense officials said the government has been tracking it for some time as it entered U.S. airspace a couple of days ago. Okay. So that's where we are right now with the hot air balloon that is just sort of floating over Montana as we speak. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out. You know, here's, here's the thing. If the Chinese official, this reminds me of Baghdad Bob, for those who can think back to that time. 
Why well, it's not us. We, don't, <clears throat> we, we abide by international law. We would never violate somebody else's airspace. But, uh, I would love to find a way to bring the thing down in a way that we could inspect it and say, see, Chinese stuff here. Yeah. But, of course, uh, then the Chinese version of Baghdad Bob will just come up with some alternate explanation that you're supposed to believe. Don't you believe your lying eyes? You believe what they tell you to believe. I've often wondered uh, when, whether it's the White House spokesperson or Baghdad Bob or this Chinese spokesperson, whatever the case is, when they lie like this, and people are looking at them like, you've got to be kidding me. And flat out tell them you're full of it. But they keep going anyway. Not it. Who do they think they're fooling? I've never understood that kind of. Now, this is where I've, I've warned you, but also myself about this over the years. I should not try to rationalize this kind of behavior because it's not rational. There's no rationalizing the irrational. They're going to try anyway. They can't tell the truth, but that tells you who they are. Rianne and Fort Danger. So, Glenn, can't we just shoot it down? See, there's the thing, Rianne. They've talked about it. But, again, if they do that, that's a – it's not some small thing that's being tethered up there. And so they're worried about, well, where is it going to fall when they do that? Because it, there's a lot of high winds way up there, and so it doesn't fall just straight down. So it lands where exactly? I would like them to be able to figure that out because I'd like them to examine the thing. Jay and Casper, China is res a responsible country. They're responsible for some of the most heinous offenses in modern times. You're right about that. John and Gillette. Morning radio show host dies in freak accident <laughs> at Chinese buffet. <laughs> now that I can believe. Coming up next time on Paper or the 5 O'Clock News, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Six nineteen's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I-80 John says, morning, Glenn. Morning, John. How's the wind out your way? It's calming down a bit today, but it's still going to be windy out there anyway. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Uh, good news here in the state of Wyoming, and this has become an annual tradition. Even Cowboys State Daily noticed that. Medicaid expansion amendment dies in Wyoming. We've been doing this for years. Every time we have a legislative session, those people who want Medicaid expansion are able to get it into and many times through committee. Then it goes to the floor and house and Senate and dies. Good. I'll explain the story first off with the Cowboy State Daily. It says another of numerous attempts in recent years for Wyoming to sign on to expanding Medicaid in the first uh, has failed. In an attempt by Senator Kale Cage Republican Lander to include Medicaid expansion in the state supplemental budget was rejected by Wyoming Senate. Wednesday evening, and Mr. Kale Case, Republican Lander, for many years has, well, the only reason he keeps getting elected is because he puts an R by his name. He really needs to be with the Democrat Party, and this is one example as to why. But he won't get elected with a D by his name, so he, put, he puts an R there instead. Admitting Medicaid expansion has no chance of passing as its own um, 
legislation, he standalone legislation, he made a case for it being added as an amendment to a supplemental budget bill. He says, you know, um, I know this bill is going to make it to the Senate's floor for debate, but this is your only chance to support a budget amendment. Okay, that didn't make it any closer. It was a 24 to 7 vote. They didn't make it any closer to find support for the amendment. It failed 24 to 7. Cases, I'm, I'm glad to see that kind of a number. I hate to even see the 7 there, but okay. Well, I don't even want it to make it out of committee. It, when you take a look at Wyoming being what's supposed to be the most conservative state, anytime something like Medicaid expansion is brought up, I, exp I would expect it to be brought up by one of the few Democrats in Wyoming, and then it not even make it through the committee. It just dies, especially when we take a look at how much of a disaster it's been for surrounding states that have adopted it. The story says Medicaid expansion is a federal program that allows states, if they choose to expand Medicaid coverage to people who earn up to 138% of the poverty threshold level. Senate President Ogden Driscoll, Republican Devil's Tower, told Cowboy State Daily January 20th, although he doesn't support Medicaid expansion, he would be open to discussing. Of course, he's open to discussing anything, but he doesn't ex support uh, expansion. House Bill 80 which would create Medicaid expansion in Wyoming, would have to get through the House before ever having a chance to be considered in the Senate. In the first two years of expansion, they expect about 19,000 new members would be covered under Medicaid in Wyoming. And they say, oh, about $22 million of the state money and $177 million of federal funds over a two-year period. What they don't include in that is when you take a look at surrounding states or even just across the nation, that 19,000, no, it's gonna be a lot more than that. You gotta see what happens when Medicaid is expanded. Oh, we're just, we're gonna be helping 19,000. No, you're gonna get a lot more than that, way more than that. And that federal money, the federal government cannot continue to do what it's doing. In fact, as we're reaching budget crisis mode yet again, and we can't keep borrowing like this, one of the things that's often discussed on the chopping block is we got to get control of Social Security because there's a lot of people on Social Security that never paid into it or are getting full Social Security and only partially paid into it. That's got to be handled. Medicaid and Medicare are out of control, not sustainable, and that has to be handled. So the federal government just can't keep doing this. All right, so the story says if a $54 million incentive from the 2021 American Rescue Plan Act is considered. There would be a net 32 million in savings to the state's program first biennium, which would likely cover the cost of expansion. But again, you've got to consider, and then what happens? Majority Florida leader, Representative Chip Newman, Republican Hewlett, told Cowboy State Daily Tuesday, he doesn't plan on letting the Medicaid expansion into the House floor for discussion. So it wouldn't make it even into the House. They're not even going to put it up for discussion there. In 2022, Case also tried to maneuver Medicaid expansion through a budget amendment. That also failed. Case didn't bring any new information on the topic of expansion. He made numerous emotional pleas. Quote, we can find the issue for 19 in the insurance for 19,000 people that there are hardworking poor people in Wyoming. Yeah, okay. Well... 
And I was talking to Dr. Mansell earlier this morning before I got on the air, and we'll get a time scheduled with him when he can come on because we, he and I have talked before about, well, if you want to help these people, there's other ways to do it without Medicaid expansion, and we're not leaning on the taxpayer's dime to do it, all right? For a family of three, and it goes into, the Cowboy State Daily story goes into um, quite a bit about how this would work. Wyoming has the highest rate for health insurance in the nation with only one health insurance provider, Blue Cross Blue Shield. And then the story talks about potential savings. Now, let's see, every Medicaid expansion bill brought has lost over the past 10 years. Uh, Senator Chris Rothfuss, Democrat Laramie, finds fault with the argument that 19000 is not what you're going to wind up with. You're going to wind up with far more than that. So I tell you what I should do, John, if you, unless you've already talked with him at some point, I have sent your information and stories that I've written about interviews that you and I've had to Cowboy State Daily so they can take a good look at the downfalls, the pitfalls of Medicaid expansion. Because here, once again, when other states have done it, it has taken over their budget. State budgets, Montana's one example of this, but other states as well. We're going to expand Medicaid. We're going to help all these people. We're going to get all this federal government money. And then, again, the number of people who actually show up to take advantage of the system, because to the average person out there, this is just free. It's just free. Well, then the system gets overwhelmed. And it eats up more and more of the state's budget until the state can't handle this. That's one of the many problems with Medicaid expansion. You want to help people who need health coverage, absolutely, we can go ahead and do that. Uh, this is a horrible way to do it. It's not a good program. It has not worked for the other states that have tried this. It's a system that crashes. Now, there's other states out there. Well, I, I can go state by state as to what states have expansion, states that try to get out of Medicaid expansion. We're one of those so far that have just refused to do it. And again, good. So. What's interesting to me to find out is when I take a look at Medicaid expansion in the state of Wyoming, who's in favor of it, how organized they get. I see ad campaigns. When, when I'm looking at Wyoming News, there's ads that pop up in favor of Medicaid expansion. So the people who want it have a campaign that they've put together that runs on the internet and in other places as they try to convince people to expand. Also, they've put out, and I put this in your quotes, studies to show that most Wyomingites want Medicaid expansion. It, and I've delved into that. It's a fake study. It's a false study that they paid for to make it look like that. So there is a campaign. There's a small group of people really want expansion bad. And they go through great lengths to try to get it done every single year. There are things that I would be in favor of if they actually worked. One of the reasons that you find me uh, against things like wind and solar and electric cars and Medicaid expansion and universal health care and et cetera, et cetera, is, first off, your choice to get involved. That's one thing. Uh, being forced to pay some for something that you're not going to be able to take advantage of or you don't want, but also systems that just don't work. You're told that they will, but once they're implemented, 
Like Obamascare, the Unaffordable Care Act, what a disaster that's been for us. If there's anything we should com repeal completely, that would be one of them. All right, coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. I-80 John in Granite Canyon, less than 30 mile an hour uh, winds. So what winds? Yeah, that's, that's light for you. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Here's a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six to times. Wake Up Wyoming. I found a story this morning. I was searching through local newspapers from around the state and found the story of a guy, and this was earlier in the uh, year, beginning of January. He was in Douglas, Wyoming, and he was sitting outside of one of the gas stations there with a sign, a couple of signs, protesting the gas price. And he said that gas prices in Douglas were about a dollar higher at the time than surrounding areas. Felt like he was getting just ripped off. In some places, about a dollar twenty higher. So when he went to fill up, he made sure he was heading out of town somewhere, and he would fill up anywhere but Douglas. And so that's where he chose to camp out in front of a gas station for a little while, with some signs protesting. Which people did stop and wave and honk at him. One lady got out and gave him a hug. And he said, "Yes, I'm pissed off, upset with the that it irritates me." He says, "Paying a dollar twenty more a gallon here in Douglas and Casper." So like many people, my income is limited. If you average out the cost difference, that's about $2,000 a year. If we had to abruptly pay $2 more taxes each year, it wouldn't sit with people. Okay. So now, in looking at the, at the time, yes, the Douglas gas prices were higher than surrounding communities. For instance, Douglas was averaging, averaging $3.29 a gallon. And if you went to, let's say, Glenrock, $2.35. Yeah, Casper was two thirty at the time. Now I went to Gas Buddy this morning just to see. I understand the guy's upset. He's protesting. Okay, this morning, right now, Wheatland is averaging about three thirty eight a gallon. Douglas is about a penny below at three twenty seven. Casper's price is about three twenty eight. Okay, so you see how things like that average out. So. While he says gas prices going down at the time that this was happening, gas prices going down everywhere. Where they've been going down for several months. Why aren't we seeing similar prices? And so I wrote the difference as to why. Now, gas prices vary quite a bit, in part because of regulations. You look at why California is so high, taxes, regulations, and so on. But also, you got to take things into account, like, say, a gas station pays to fill its tank. All right, what did it pay to fill the tank? What were the prices when they ordered the gasoline and he and the gas station filled that tank? Now suddenly gas prices drop and all these other gas stations in different town are now able to buy gasoline at a lower price. 
because the price dropped. In the meantime, in Douglas, they still have tanks full from when they bought at a higher price. If they lower their price, they're going to lose a lot of money. So they have to keep their price up there until that tank is empty. Then when they buy the next round of gas, if that's at a lower price, then they'll be able to offer a lower price. Sometimes gas stations, depends on where you're buying from, they have a tank that they're going, when that is sold, they're going to use that money to buy the next round of gas. And if the next round of gas has spiked, they'll spike their prices immediately because they know they'll lose money. What's currently in the tank is not enough to pay for the next round, which is going to be a next higher price. So you have to think about it in that sense. Why sometimes our prices, if you're in a town and you're looking at your price going, wow, we're really high here but all of the surrounding towns are a lot lower. There's several reasons for that. So while the gentleman in Douglas is saying gas prices are going down everywhere, they have been going down for several months. Why aren't we seeing similar price reductions? We're getting screwed. Okay, now that's not to say he's entirely wrong in the sense, there are times that people will take advantage of prices like that and you know they get accused of price gouging and so on and certainly there's dishonest people in companies out there and that that can happen so i'm not going to say it doesn't but in many cases you got to think about how the market fluctuates like that again if a if a station bought a tank of gas at a high price they have to sell it at that price they can't lower it to meet their competitors or they lose money they're going to have to sell that tank out at that high price. And sometimes that gets difficult to do. You ever notice there's that one station in town that their price is far and above everybody else? And you think, are they trying to tell us not to buy gas there? The price is so high? Well, the price is so high, very few people want to buy there. So it's going to take them a long time to sell that tank off so they can buy at a lower price. Yeah, the higher they are above everybody else, the longer it takes them to sell the... It reminds me of just... This happened just recently. There's a Walmart in Casper that sold eggs. Prices for eggs outrageously high. They were selling them at a dollar a dozen. And the reason why is nobody wanted to buy eggs at their current prices, so the eggs were sitting there going bad. So Walmart has to get rid of them. Well, they want to make something so it's not a total loss, so they put a dollar on it. The only reason that happened is because nobody was buying the eggs at that price. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Filming from Boring Morning Radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Coming up on 649, off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, we were just talking about yesterday about your weekend plans, which I always ask you about. And I take a look at I-25 right now, and it is sketchy. I'm not going that way. Okay, good. Yeah, got the wind out there just blowing all of this. Now, now what's amazing, though, is I-80 is perfectly fine. Have a good time. Well, I'll be headed kind of that way on yeah. Saturday. Which way were you going? I was going to try to go to Rollins. Rollins. Okay, let's take a look at Rollins. Okay. So now, if you went, let's say, down 220, 
yeah, that's better than it's been in a long time. At least it's open. Let's see what Y Dot's <laughs> saying about that. Well, it's been closed for such a long yeah, it's time. Been, I think it's been closed all week. Uh, let's see. Independent. It just says slick in spots. If you tried to head down, let's say to Medicine Bow and over, that's worse right now. Okay, you okay. start off great. But then, you know that area where the road splits into two? And right, yeah, comes and then comes, get, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. the, the loop there. To That's where it loop, gets, yeah. it's bad on both sides of that. So currently, the best way to go is 220 to Muddy Gap and then down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, As I'll, opposed to going the, all the way to Lander and around. Yeah, right. Or I would just go to Montana and go, yeah, and go, to, right. go there. That, that might be a better way to do that, all the way to Montana or something like that, you know, because... Yeah, this this whole thing just looks, you know, again, it's just all the wind. But, well, I won't say but. I'll keep you posted on that, Frank. Well, thank we- you. That'll be tomorrow's thing. Now, today is going to okay. be easy. If I if get up on Casper Mountain. Yes. And, you know, let's That's see. the next thing. That's been closed for a little while, Casper Mountain. Yeah. Which I, is rare. Well, I know. I, if it's not open, how are all the skiers going to get up there uh, for the And did they have an event race? up there? Yes. Okay. All right. I so mean, unless they're going to helicopter all their kids over uh, there, that would be fun. Helicopter? Oh, they would the love that. Helicopter and, them up, and, let them ski back into town. Yeah, you know, just drop them off there in the parking lot. You know, that's an event we should have. Oh, that'd be that'd be perfect. Well, there's another round of high school basketball tonight statewide in four A and girl four A girls boys and girls play. Cheyenne Central will be at Casper Natrona. Cheyenne East will be at Sheridan. Cheyenne South goes to Campbell County. Laramie will be at Thunder Basin and Gillette. Kelly Walsh will go over to Evanston. Glen Rock will be at Wright. In yesterday's boys' action, Rollins over Glenrock 59-56. Burns beat Southeast 57-53. And Hewlett over KC 55-47. On the girls' side from last night, Glenrock over Rollins 53-48. Southeast over Burns 51-32. And KC nipped Hewlett 33-32. In women's college basketball at the Division I level, the Wyoming Cowgirls are 8-3 in Mountain West play and 15-7 overall. They downed San Jose State 68-54 in Laramie last night. Allison Fertigue, who was a standout at Douglas High School, had a tremendous game going 9 of 12 in the field and finished with 19 points and 11 rebounds. Grace Ellis chipped in 17. UW led start to finish. They will be at Colorado State tomorrow for the Border War at 1 p.m. in Fort Collins. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The Pokes are 7 and 14 overall, 2 and 7 in Mountain West Conference play after a win their last time out over Fresno State. San Jose comes into the game with a record of 13 and 9 overall, 4 and 9 in league play. 8 p.m. start tomorrow night. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams will be in Rock Springs tomorrow to take on Western Wyoming. Both the T-Bird men and women beat Eastern Wyoming their last time out. The CC ladies are 20-3 and on the year, ranked 19th in the country. The men are 17-5. and The LCCC teams out of Cheyenne will host Eastern Wyoming at the Story Gym tomorrow at 4 and 6 p.m. Both teams absorb losses to Northwest DePaul back on Wednesday. The LCCC women are 15-6, and and the men are 11-8. The high school indoor track season rolls along today with a meet in Gillette. The Nordic skiers will be on Casper Mountain this afternoon and tomorrow morning. There's a bunch of wrestling duels statewide today and tomorrow. Both of the Casper schools will be in the Rollins tournament tomorrow. There will be also conference meets for four, for boys swimming this weekend. The 4A East will be at Cheyenne South. The 4A West will be in Green River. The 3A East will be in Worland, and the 3A West will be in Lander. That's it in sports. So as you were talking there, <clears throat> I'm sort of doing a little bit of a setup here, and I'll have this posted in just a couple of minutes. So interesting satellite photo Don Day showed everybody on his video morning video cast. Okay. It looks like the state of Wyoming, completely overcast. Okay. But not. But that but that's not smoke. That's no that's, that's snow. That's snow, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's nothing but clouds covering the entire region, not just Wyoming. 
but that's all snow. And because of the wrinkly nature of our mountains, you can clearly make out all of the mountain ranges in this picture, the cool. satellite picture. Yeah, I'm about to post that in just a couple yeah, that'd of minutes. Be, that's, cool. that's fun stuff there. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Coming up, uh, no, I mean, it really is a neat picture here because he says, look at that. Doesn't it look like nothing but cloud cover over Wyoming? Not a cloud in the sky. Just all snow on the ground everywhere you look. All right, we're coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Got to get into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. More open phones. Triple A ninety seven Woods. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, honey. Seven on six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Friday, glad you made it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. Because, hey, look, I give you open phones every day at some point. But Friday, it's the entire program, so you can vent before your weekend. Get it out of your system. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Now, the next person that I have to talk about, I'm going to have to pick on them. And I suppose some of you guys will want to call in and pick on some people, too. <clears throat> so this company where I'm doing this program out of here uh, has a exercise that they demand we go through before we start picking on people who deserve to be picked on. All together be courteous, now. courteous, kind, and forgiving. Kind and forgiving. Be gentle and peaceful each Gentle-ish. Be warm and human and grateful. Warm and fuzzy, if you will. And have a good thing to say. Or don't say anything at all. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. Immature, sure. Be witty and happy and wise. Yeah, wise-ish, you know. Be honest and love all your neighbors. Except for that one jerk who lives up the road be for me. purple and clairvoyant. Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. I'm trying to lose weight. Be dull and boring and omnipresent. Never boring on this show. Criticize things you don't know That's about. That's all I do on this show. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Oh. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Go into a closet and suck eggs. All together now. Suck eggs. Okay, we're with each other. Okay. So the first person I have to pick on is Ella Omar. That's that member of the squad in Washington, D.C. There was a committee that she was kicked off of, and she's just mad as hell. And, of course, she has to blame everybody except herself. Okay. Yeah. 
She says, and, and we go ahead and uh, to, uh, here, I'll go ahead and click on this. This is funny as hell here. Following the, re, the, the release of graphic body cam footage that showed the brutal beating of a 29-year-old Tyra Nichols, Memphis, Tennessee, the story gets into, um, oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I hate it when it does that. So I click on a story, and it jumps me over to another story. That's not <laughs> what I said I wanted to do. Let me get back to the, I apologize for that. Let me get back to the Illa Omar thing. Okay, so anyway, she was on uh, several committees that had to do with uh, national security and, you know, uh, our dealings with other countries. And, you know, and she said some very anti-Semitic things. And frankly, some very racist things over the years. And because of that, the new, the new Speaker of the House bumped her off the committees. Here's the story I have in front of me. So Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. Googly Eyes, angrily hit back at congressional Republicans during a ruckus speech on the House floor in response to Representative Ilham Omar, Democrat of Minnesota, off of being the House Foreign Affairs Committee was one of them. The New York Democrat lawmaker declared her fellow members of the GOP were targeting women of color. It's because she's black. It's because she's Muslim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And boy, it's funny as hell to watch googly eyes. She's she's yelling. She's got this book in her hand. She's slamming it down there. Boy, she's really laying it out to everybody. Wonder, can I go ahead and call? I think I can go ahead and call up what she was saying on the floor here. As also as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout mm -hmm. the United States yeah, of that's, America. That's why and this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent oh, with the Republican Party's continued oh, attacks except for the racism and incitement of violence against <clears throat> women of color in this yeah, body. Okay, yeah, I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all that and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in Nobody this Congress. Don't life. tell me this is about consistency. Uh -huh. Don't tell me that this is oh, about preach it, woman. A, a condemnation of oh, anti-Semitic yeah. remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who have, who oh, have okay. talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire Jewish amount of space lasers. And huh? also okay, I, they, I can only take so much of her. So, even Ella Omar was doing the same thing. It's because I'm black. It's because I'm a woman. It's because I'm Muslim. It's because... No, it's because you said racist and anti-Semitic things, and so you were kicked off. There's a reason for this. And when Republicans are caught making inappropriate remarks like that, they have been booted off committees or, for that matter, canceled, and rightfully so. But so so we're supposed to allow Democrats to get away with it too? Nobody should be allowed to get away with it. You, if somebody is caught making remarks like Ella Omar was making, then what happens to her should be the same thing that happens to Republicans. Get them off these committees. Uh, go ahead and put them in. A, you can't you can't fire them, but you can get them off committees and you can make them pretty much irrelevant. Don't give them any positions of power. Now, Ilha Omar will still be on some committees with some positions of power, but nothing like the committee that she was on, nothing to do with foreign affairs or anything like that. And clearly, she doesn't deserve that position. 
But it is, to me, hysterical to watch the meltdown. And I often have seen it with people of that personality type, the Ocasio-Cortez personality type, the women of the squad, basically. They can, in fact, I, I'm thinking, as I'm saying this to you, I'm thinking about it. there was a time when the squad, the entire squad, they were on Twitter. And they were saying just the nastiest things about Donald Trump. I mean, they were Trump was president at the time, and dear God, the kinds of things that they were saying about him, he should have sued each and every one of them for slander. He should have. So finally, one day, he tweets one tweet back. And they demanded Capitol Police protection because the president had just threatened them, they said, which was not the case. He hadn't. So you see the personality type that we're dealing with. Okay. Just want to set the record straight and to get that. Now, on that note, let's go here to to Wyoming. A woman disrupted the Senate. She was up there in the gallery here in the state of Wyoming. She was yelling obscenities. Oh, that's classy. After a bill passed criminalizing child sex change operations in the state of Wyoming. So... And, and I would play the audio, but I can't because she was cussing. But I have the audio here. I can't play it, though. She was cussing. A bill criminalizing transgender-related treatment for minors received loud opposition in the Wyoming Senate Thursday, but it wasn't from a member of the legislative body. A woman watching from the gallery started yelling profanities at the senators after they cast their votes for Senate File 111 which would criminalize child sex change operations in Wyoming. She was apparently dismayed at the result of the vote, which was 22 to 9. Quote, they called them a mother blank and went on to the other side of them, blanking idiots, she yelled. Okay. And although no profanities can be heard emanating from the, uh, in the video. Oh, good. Uh, the woman can be heard yelling stupid several times. Senate President Ogden Driscoll, Republican Devil's Tower, called a five-minute recess for as the senators were all looking up in distraction. Quote, if you're doing something disruptive, we need to stop. If you continue to disrupt, then you should not be around. Um, security staff has protocols for handling disturbances like this. And, yeah, it's a passionate topic, I know, but... Try to be classy, okay? Robin is in Casper on California Hypocrisy. Morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? Very good. <laughs> Alive and over-caffeinated, as I should be. Okay, good, good. Well, I made a recent trip to, I don't know if you have a song for California. Uh, see, but in <laughs> which song are we talking about? Because I have so many good ones. I You know, the I one that I like the, the most is I Wish We All Could Leave California. Yeah, well, so I made a reason. Yes, go, go right ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> playing quietly in I the background. Made, yeah. I, I, got to, I got to leave California. Okay. Um, anyway, I stayed in a hotel, and for here's the hypocrisy. As soon as I sat down, the hypocrisy hit me square in the face. Okay. The plate I was eating on was styrofoam. Uh-huh. <laughs> the silverware I was eating with was plastic, right. wrapped in plastic. Uh-huh. The food we were eating was wrapped in plastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I mean, but still, and styrofoam cups and plastic cups. Right. And were you eating but meat? Is, huh? Were you eating meat? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Did yeah. you have a soft drink? Because soft drink, those are CO2 bubbles in there. 
really? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did. I had several of them. Okay. I had to pay $5 for a thing of Coke. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, yes. I mean, it just slapped me in the face, and I started to say something to my friend that I was traveling with, and she goes, You're not supposed to point out the hypocrisy when you're around these people. No, No. (laughs) but it just hit me. I mean, this is, you know, we want to be so environmentally everything and so unenvironmental. And oh, and the hotel we stayed in did not have an elevator. Uh We were on a second floor and we had to go eat on a second floor. Okay. They did have a wheelchair elevator for someone who couldn't make the breakfast go up the stairs to get breakfast. But it just blew me away. Uh, I have a theory about California, uh-huh. especially when you're in places like Los Angeles and San Francisco yeah, and places like an, that. And I was in Ontario. So when you're looking around at their cities and what a mess they've made out of their cities and the homeless people and the drug addicts, and then you got these rich people that live right up the road in a mansion and so This is why they think that the, we are destroying the world and income inequality and things like this. They have mm-hmm. completely trashed these places and they assume everywhere else is just like it. It's just them, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. I talked with a fellow quilter last night on TV from California, right. and I said, how can you live there? <laughs> Absolutely. That's She's why never so lived anyplace else. Last year, but they Los lost Angeles. almost a million people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you made yeah. it out alive. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Hotel California for you. Thank you. Because of our last caller, Robin, I did play the Hotel California song. There's also this one. I wish we all could leave California now. Babylon B did this one. Absolutely hysterical. Wish we all could leave California now. Of course, that uh, take over the beach voice. Bill is in really about California. Hello, Bill. Hi. I haven't been on for a while. I've been kind of thick. Oh yeah, and and I can't hear your station because it uh, until it gets light up here in Greeley, I can't. Okay, I can't hear it. I was thinking of a funny thing, you know, and that's uh, that song "Leaving California." Yeah, is you have Wyoming, Wyoming license plate. You put a sign on the back, and I said, "Was visiting, just now leaving to go home to sanity." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that uh, Robin got out of there alive. I do have, I got to dig it up here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. This false bit I did a while ago that was uh, people uh, driving through Wyoming. It's, uh, oh, the Restore the West Foundation is what it is. And basically, if, if the police in Wyoming see a California license plate, they're allowed to stop for gas, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was born and raised in L.A. Yeah. When I was there as a kid, it was a great place. 
But I saw it deteriorating and deteriorating. And I told my family, I said, if you all want to stay in this insanity, do it. But I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm getting out of the state. I'm moving. I don't care where or what I have to do. I'm gone. And I have never been back. What do you think about what's happening in Colorado then? Well, Colorado's a mess, too. I mean, it's going to turn into another California. Yeah, and, and that's been my worry. Because there was a time that I used to look at Denver and especially like KOA in Denver, and so, oh, I would love to work in that state for that radio station. Oh, so now I want no. absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah, no, 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 you, no, no, nobody should come here with uh, aspirations of making lots of money and getting rich. The liberals are running this place and they're doing it with vengeance. Yeah. They're just, they're just a little bit different about it than they are in New York and other places, but they're still in charge and they let you know it. Yeah. And uh, it's really sickening to me, too, because when I first came to Colorado, I thought it was beautiful. I wouldn't mind living there, you know? Yeah. And now I want to, I love to live in Wyoming. Yeah. <clears throat> but unless I win the $450 billion lottery, <laughs> it isn't happening. It's not going to happen. Right? You might be stuck there. Uh. Yeah, I might be stuck here for a while. I know I'm hoping to be able to go live with my kids maybe in Arizona. But, right. um, That'd be a good choice there, too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for calling. I hope you feel better over the weekend. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you later. Uh. Bye. The West. We moved here to be free, to get away from overbearing government rules, regulations, taxes, and to secure our liberty, except that they found us. So we have to restore the West to what it was meant to be, and we have a plan. Sorry, sir. You don't speak English. You in Mexico. You make a wrong turn. Let's move them along, folks. Hurt them on through. Hey, hey, hey! Can't you read, boy? No guns, no service. Where's your sidearm? Whenever you come across a California license plate or someone from the East Coast like Massachusetts or New York, do whatever you can to keep them moving. Sorry, sir. Wyoming has declared California license plates illegal. So has Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Nebraska. I'm afraid you can't stop until you get to Illinois. Yes, the West will be the West again. As soon as we run off all the bleeding hearts, then we're working on it. Help us out, won't you? Brought to you by the Restore the West Foundation. That's why I was saying to Bill, who's down there in Greeley, Colorado, look, here's what you do. If you're a Wyoming police officer, state trooper, whatever the case might be, and you come across a California license plate, they are allowed to stop for gas. Uh, and maybe if they have an electric vehicle, go ahead and you know show them where the hotel is so they can wait while that sucker charges up. They might be here for a couple of days while that's happening. But then just keep them moving along. They're not allowed to really stay. Right? We're trying to keep Wyoming, Wyoming. Someone already left the West Gate open. They leaked into Jackson. I see what they've done to that area. Let's not have that spread like some kind of virus. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. Phone lines are open, 888-97-WOODS. It's 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven Woods, or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Seven thirty.
36 to time. Wake up, Wyoming. Uh, real quick, a couple of messages I have. Got, and people are sending me messages all the time. You can, too. Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download app store, and you'll see a toolbar right under the main picture there. One of the options on the toolbar is on demand to listen to old shows. Right next to it is the chat option. Oh, sorry, the call option, the call show. Then the chat option, you touch that, and you can send me text messages. Lori in Laramie, would you be able to announce the square dance? Yes. She sent me this note. <clears throat> Gather, mix, dance. And it's the uh, Square Dance Lessons. Dates February 16th through May 18th. Day and time, Thursdays, 6.30 to 8.30. And then there's a number to call here, 307-760-1994. Call or text. Uh, it's the Quadra Angle Square Dance Club. I have more information. If you're interested in that, call or send me a text over the Wake Up Wyoming app using chat mode. And I'll make sure to get that information to you for those people in the Laramie County, uh, no, I'm sorry, city of Laramie area. Stephen Casper, I helped a guy two days ago get unstuck. He was in an electric vehicle. After I got him out, he asked what I do for work, and I said, oil and gas. <laughs> he said, well, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah. I do. Now, I tell you what real irony is there, is when uh, somebody runs out of electricity and they they need to get help to get their vehicle recharged. And so a big diesel tow truck shows up and takes them to an area where there's a big diesel generator. Or irony, here, here Steve, here's irony for you. I love this picture. You go to Wheatland, Wyoming, and there's a Sinclair gas station there. And the Sinclair put up some charging stations, which I never see anybody at. Maybe they've been used, but I've never seen it anyway. And if you're standing there at the charging stations, look off about a mile away, there is a coal fire power plant. Now, what is feeding electricity to that charging stations? Of course, right. And yet, people will charge their car there thinking, well, I'm saving the planet because my vehicle zero emissions. Really? Hmm. Okay. Micah, I can talk to you, but we got to make it quick. What you got for me? Um, well, at 8 o'clock this morning, the legislature is going to be considering a bill that deals with transgendering. Okay. And they've got a person, Luca, who is a victim of that, that right. is going to be um, testifying. So there's been several notifications on Facebook um, suggesting that people okay. look at it and, you know, hear yeah. from a person themselves. Um, why why this is not a good idea. So that's at 8 o'clock so, today. And you can go ahead and get online, look up the Wyoming legislators, and yeah, watch that on video. Yeah, you go to All right. Thank you, Micah. And it'll be under the... Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day, Day Weather. So, Don, I have to give Miss Mary a gold star on this one. You had in your Cowboy State Daily video cast shown some pictures of Wyoming that look like Wyoming's covered in clouds, but those aren't clouds. That's snow covering the entire region. Her headline is, because I asked her to give me a better title headline than I put there, it's Snow Joke. Those aren't clouds. 
<laughs> that's good. That's yeah. I am really just impressed with that. That and that's true when you look at not just Wyoming, the entire region. It's just white down there. Yeah, yesterday we we had a moment which we haven't had lately, where a lot of the West United States was under clear skies. So that gave us an opportunity to see what the snow cover is like. And uh, you mentioned all of Wyoming's got snow on the ground, uh, completely white, some areas whiter than others, uh, but surrounding states as well. Then you go all the way down into eastern Colorado, across northern Kansas, and into the upper Midwest. Uh, the snow cover, very impressive across the West. And there's a lot of snow on the ground in places that you, you don't think about very much, like big sections of Arizona, big sections of Nevada, deserts of Utah. Uh, there's snow on the ground in areas that usually, you know, it'll 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 snow, but it usually melts away. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very impressive. And that's one reason why temperatures are moderating, but only at a slow pace. Okay, only at a slow. And I did notice that we still have some wind out there, which means like I-25 right now is sketchy. It's open, but it's sketchy. Does it stay that way through the weekend? Well, the good news is that while the winds are going to stay gusty, we're not going to be able to get rid of them. The warmer temperatures of yesterday and the sunshine has compacted the snow a little bit. So while we're still getting pockets of drifting snow, it's not nearly as bad as the huge drifts that were forming early in the week with all that very fine powdery snow and the strong wind. So the warmer temperatures are going to help the sunshine as well. But through the weekend, Glenn, it's still going to be windy. It's still going to be, I call it a nuisance wind. Hmm. Uh, you know, that the wind that says, yeah, you live in Wyoming. Oh, okay. Now, I did hear you say, so as we get uh, Sunday into Monday, there's a little bit of a chance of some snow, but this is not a big deal. Not a big system, but there will be some snow coming in, especially the mountains. We'll see some snow first in the far west during the day Sunday. Then overnight Sunday and the Monday morning, mountain snow. There will be some snow showers on the plains. Amounts of snow should generally be light, but if you're traveling late Sunday into Monday, you'll need to watch out for those snow showers. Okay, and real quick, I was noticing you were sort of crystal balling it a little bit, but it looks like maybe there's something building, but not next week, might later. Yeah, next week is going to stay active, but we don't have any major systems. There's minor ones coming through, but the week right. after, as we get around that Valentine's Day period, we may be queuing up more Canadian air again, okay. and that'll be something to watch during that week. All right. Thank you, Don. Have a great weekend. There's Don Day from Dayweather. Well, there you go. It, uh, it's off in the distance, though, so he's monitoring that. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, uh, you know, every so often uh, Facebook will say, yeah, three years ago today, three years ago today, I know I bought a lottery ticket. Yeah, and? I, I didn't do. I didn't win anything. Oh well. Okay. But I won a Wyoming lottery ticket. I was now, three years ago today. We had a heavy snowstorm hit our area, big time, and I left work and was wondering how I'm going to get home because you know I have to drive up a steep hill, Oakcrest. Yeah. Right? And I'm wondering how am I even going to make this turn because that's I turn right and it's so steep. Three snow plows pull right in front of me. Well, there, there it is. Yeah, and they Divine were plowing intervention. and dropping dirt in front of me, oh. and I made it all the way home. And I actually turned on my video camera and was just woohoo all the way up because without those pulling in front of me at that moment, I wouldn't have made it. Okay, 
That's a Wyoming lottery ticket, isn't it? Oh, I thought that you, that you were so lucky getting up the hill that you actually went down the hill and over to the store and bought a lottery ticket. I was thinking about it, but then I would have to turn all the way around and go through that again. <laughs> but they just plowed for you. But there's a something called tempting fate. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. I just decided that was my lucky moment. That's as good as it gets. That's probably my luckiest moment of the year. So I just called it right then and there. Boy, I, I would have bought a lottery ticket. You, you would have? You, you, you think you, so? You were... You're on a roll well, at that point? A, you go a, ahead and do it. on okay. a roll on a big-time jelly roll. Okay, because I look at that as, you know, I, there's only so much luck that we're each allotted. Well, I know. And that moment was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, if you had uh, no luck or bad luck. Right, yeah, if I had no... Yeah, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Yeah. So anyway... I found that video and I reposted it on my social media <laughs> just so I could say to people and thank the snowplow drivers out there because and there is a video on the Wake Up Wyoming site. You know those big machines that eat yeah. the snow and spit it out? Mm -hmm. Would you like to see it from the driver's point of view? I watched it. I have isn't that cool? Yeah. Imagine dry I'd like to drive one of those things just once. Yeah. That that that, that would be cool. Another round of high school basketball tonight statewide. And 4A girls and boys play. Cheyenne Central will be at Casper and Atrona tonight. Cheyenne East uh, will be at Sheridan. Cheyenne South over to Campbell County and Gillette. Laramie will be at Thunder Basin and Gillette. Kelly Walsh goes to Evanston. Glenrock will be at Wright. In yesterday's boys' action, Rollins over Glenrock 59-56. Burns beat Southeast 57-53. And Hewlett over KC 55-47. On the girls' side from last night, Glenrock over Rollins 53-48. Southeast beat Burns 51-30. And Casey Nipula, 33 to 32. In women's college basketball at the Division I level, the Wyoming Cowgirls are 8 and 3, and Mountain was playing 15 and 7 overall as they downed San Jose State 68 54 in Laramie last night. Allison Furtick, the Douglas native, had a tremendous game going 9 of 12 from the field and finished with 19 points and 11 rebounds. Grace Ellis chipped in 17. UW led start to finish. They'll be at Colorado State tomorrow at 1 p.m. in Fort Collins. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The folks are 7 and 14 overall, 2 and 7. Seven in Mountain West play, but they did post a win their last time out over Fresno State. San Jose State comes into the game with, with a record of 13 and 9 overall, 4 and 9 in league play. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow. Well, we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams will be in Rock Springs tomorrow to take on Western Wyoming. Both the T-Bird men and women beat Eastern Wyoming their last time out. CC ladies are 20 and 3 on the year. They're rated 19th in the country. The men are 17 and 5. The LCCC teams will from Cheyenne will host Eastern Wyoming at the Story Jim tomorrow at 4 and 6 p.m. Both teams absorb losses to Northwest of Powell back on Wednesday. The old Triple C women are 15 and 6, and the men are 11 and 8. High school indoor track season rolls along with a meet in Gillette today. The Nordic skiers will be on Casper Mountain this afternoon and tomorrow morning. There'll be a bunch of wrestling duels statewide today and tomorrow. Both of the Casper schools will be in the Rollins Wrestling Tournament tomorrow. Also in the conference meets for boys swimming this weekend, 4A East at Cheyenne South, 4A West will be in Green River, the 3A East in Warland, and the 3A West will be in Lander. That's in sports. So are you debating going down or you're going? Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I, in, in sports, they call that a game time decision. Okay. That, I think that's a good call there. Also based on the conversation I just had with Don Day that, uh, yeah, we're still going to have that wind all the way through the weekend. Nothing no. as bad as we did like a day or so ago here, but it's still, though, that's blown stuff that's, around. It, it's just, 
just sucks. It's Wyoming, Frank. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's the, I, 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 I've, I'm over it. Still. Okay. I mean, it's, right. it's, all we want is just clear roads for a day. Just a day? Okay, you'll get a day. Yeah, but, it, but it, not it, Tuesday. No, that, no, that's the day in summertime. That that one day that's summer in Wyoming? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the day. Ah, okay. uh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. yeah, same day that we didn't have any plans to go anywhere. But uh, <clears throat> suddenly the roads are clear. Wyoming's open. Last 24 hours, enjoy it while you can. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. News time, national local update on the weather forecast. If all goes well, when we get into the 8 o'clock hour, Sam Shumway will be uh, talking to seniors with some, well, some hints and tips. Also, uh, I got more notes from Miss Mary over here on this. Okay, we'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour. Hopefully, we'll see. Let's wake up, my own. Bigger bet. Eight oh six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If you happen to look way up in the sky and you see a little dot up there, it's actually mostly over Montana. That's that Chinese spy satellite. Anybody want to go up there and shoot it down with me? Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Update on that uh, spy balloon that's floating over Montana right now. China confirms the balloon is theirs. Now, originally, the spokesperson, what? Balloon? We don't you talk about. We'll investigate the. We obey international laws. We don't violate other people's airspace. That's what the Chinese spokesperson said. That person, if they ever get fired from China, which probably means they'll wind up in a concentration camp or executed. But if they did make it to America, they would be perfect working for the Biden administration. All right, so. The People's Republic of China, the story says, confirmed that the balloon craft floating over the northern United States, Montana right about now, is theirs. It is a big white balloon and was hanging underneath. Almost looks like you're looking at the International Space Station. It's not that big, of course, but it has that kind of, you know, with all of the uh, solar panels, stuff like that. China claimed that the airship is a civilian research craft that was blown off course by prevailing winds, regrets the incident. The airship is from China. It's a civilian airship used for research, they said, mainly meteorological purposes. Affected by the weather lines and limited to self-steering capabilities, the aircraft deviated from its planned course. Pentagon spokesperson said during a briefing on Thursday afternoon, U.S. government has detected the balloon, been watching it for a while. United States, quote, the United States government has detected and is tracking the high-altitude surveillance balloon over the continental United States. The U.S. government is uh, to include NORAD, 
and other countries track and monitor things like this closely. The balloon is currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not have any threat. Even though it went over a military air base, you know, they locked everything down, so nothing could be seen. And he continued, instances of this kind have been observed previously over the past several years. Once a balloon is detected, U.S. government acts immediately to protect against sensitive information. So right away when people ask, well, why don't you just shoot it down? Well, they say, we don't want all of that. It's way up. It's way up there. And there's a lot of winds way up there. So we don't really want all of that just falling down on who knows what, because it's not going to fall straight down. It's going to blow who knows where and land on who knows what. In which case, I'm noticing, and maybe maybe it's not just, I'm noticing quite a few people saying, so what? Shoot it down. We'll take the chance. Shoot it down. It's over Montana, for God's sakes. Not a whole lot that it can hit. Mike from Leeds, South Dakota, it's a balloon. Put a couple of holes in it. It'll come down. That's what I said. Just let it go ahead and jump. Okay. But they're afraid that because of all the wind streams up there, you know, you got jet streams and so on, that who knows what it might actually fall on. They don't want to win and get hurt. But again, it's Montana. What are the odds it'll actually hit something? All right. Now, I came across something yesterday that I want to play for you. I'm going to put it aside for just a moment because we got a call coming in. But I pay, I came across something yesterday that it's a bunch, a series of news clips that I want to play for you all in a montage. And I think it's important that you hear it. But hang on. Tim is on the line. Morning. Hey. You're in Goshen County? Hey, Morning. Yes, I'm from LaGrange, Wyoming. Okay. Which they wrote, I, I don't think that the ZZ Top song is about LaGrange, Wyoming, but I'm saying that it is anyway. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just want to talk about uh, the stop signs on 85 and 151. Okay. So, uh, as you know, the roads have been iced over, and that stop sign's been taken out at least four times this season. <laughs> really? Okay. I kind of feel sorry for the guys that put it back. I'm just thinking... They have a temporary sign there right now. Why couldn't they leave the temporary sign up? Or why not make a sign? You know the kind that if you knock it down, it just pops back up on its own on a spring? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We know people nail this sign all the time. Just make it something that just goes doing right back up after you run over it. That would work, I think. Right. Yep. Okay. So like a good plan. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. All right. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. That's actually not a bad idea now that I think about it. <clears throat> there are certain signs. Tim, actually, that's a really good idea. There are certain signs out there that tend to get clobbered every so often just because of where they are. Get slick roads. People slide out of control. That's what they hit, right? Well, why not just have those suckers on some kind of a spring system so they can just thing right back up? Terry is in Colorado about the balloon. Hello, Terry. Hey, good morning, good morning. Glenn. This is Terry from Laporte. Yes, sir. Hey, I got two things. Uh, first thing on the balloon is um, if we had a U.S. meteorology balloon flying over China, they wouldn't think twice right. about uh, shooting it down. Right. 
so we should just go ahead and do the same thing. And then it's up 40,000 feet, mm-hmm. and that'll take a good five minutes to fall down. And probably, they can probably yeah. project maybe where at that point and then, yeah. you know, help evacuate or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or at least maybe put out a plan of maybe where it might. And just be everyone be heads up, it's coming down okay. after or, they shoot it. Or here's an idea. Since we have all of this snow on the ground right now, the ground's mostly white, that means it's really easy to go ahead and put something dark on the snow. Why don't we just start leaving really big messages for the Chinese to see? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the big middle finger, you yes. know, out there. Yes. Yeah, with, with you know, and in, in, in Biden, you know, if he has some kahuners on him, put <laughs> a big finger out there in the snow with his name underneath it. Actually, yes. In fact, a big Let's Go Brandon sign right out in the middle of the prairie. Exactly. Yeah, I think it would be perfect. <laughs> is, um, I work for UPS, um, yeah. and I drive. Well, I think I lost you, Jerry. Okay. Sorry, Terry. I think I lost you. But, Terry, if you want to call back and finish that thought, that's just fine by me. I think it's a great idea. No, we just... Look, it, it, there's a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site right now. You can take a look at the entire region, not just Wyoming, from a satellite, and it's all white out there. And those are not clouds. It's just white out there because of all the snow across the region. So we go out there with some coal, right? We grab a bunch of coal, and we go out there with the coal and just spread it on the ground and write messages like, let's go Brandon, return to China, stuff like that. It's a perfect opportunity. Again, Terry, if you want to call back, 888 woods the phone number, and I'll let you finish your thought. Scott's in Casper. What's more dangerous, the debris falling from the balloon or every young boy with a BB gun taking pot shots at it? Well, if the BB can get that high, you're back, Terry. What were you saying? Hey, um, I work for UPS, and I deliver packages between uh, Cheyenne and Laramie out there, Ames Monument, Harriman. So I'm on right. I-80 quite a bit. Um, I've seen quite a bit the past two weeks of, you know, just truckers just – going 65 miles an hour when the um, electronic um, um, speed limit signs say like 45. Right. And the conditions are so bad out there. One of the most genius, genius things that they could do is just limit the, while there's ice out there, it's just to 35 miles an hour. Sure. You know, it'll take you an hour oh, and down yeah. it. But there's no reason for them right. not to lower that speed limit to 35. I've seen plenty of times where it's an inch thick out there of ice. I'm chained up. I'm driving to Harriman, and then I'm going up to Amos Monument. And then these truckers are going like 10 to 15 miles an hour over the posted electronic speed limit. And then, lo and behold, they have an accident. Right. So I think instead of spending $7 billion to try to re-navigate I-81 on closures, you know, if they pass that one day, they just should just limit these the speed limit for yeah. everybody down to something like 35 miles an hour. The last big pileup that was on IE, which was just, I mean, not just a few days ago, and there were thousands of stuck trucks out there, too. That pileup, I was watching videos that were made by truckers out on 80 like you were, and they were posting them on YouTube. And they all said the same thing. The pileup was caused by truckers who were doing the 80-mile-an-hour speed limit on all of that snow and ice when they should have been doing, like you're saying, 35 miles an hour. And I wonder, are we just talking stupid truckers, young truckers? What are the truckers doing this that they don't understand? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, are they looking at maybe the the sign that says Interstate 80 out there? You know, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. But but, but it it boils down to just the uh, Y dot. You know, I'm sure that this is just that they've thought about everything. But even if it's just 35 miles an hour for these truckers and then put a couple of extra highway state patrolmen out there, I know it's easier said than done, but that's a lot more affordable than – um, seven billion dollars for that proposed IED. Uh, yeah. um, and real quick, I when I look at where they want to do the loop, they want to go up from Laramie all the way over to Medicine Bow and head on back down. And I look at that stretch of highway as not better. It's I, I don't see that as any. I've driven that. That's not better. It's not not. Yeah. And then there are several times where they allow me to go through when the when i80 is closed because it's for local deliveries right but then yet later on there's a crash they close it down and i can't get up to amos monument harriman road to deliver up there mm. but uh, I, I really think that why really needs to look at that okay. speed because when i see it saying 45 miles an hour mm. and then these truckers are going 55 60 right that speed should be down to a 35 all right thank you terry for calling back 818 is the time wake up wyoming your morning travel network. glenn woods is live on am 1030 k2 radio and the wake up wyoming mobile app Freeze the time. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D. Let's talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. It's a Friday. I want you to get out of your system. Vent a little bit for the weekend. So I'm going to build a little bit on what Terry was just saying. Terry's a trucker from Colorado. He comes up here with the UPS truck. He gets on I eighty. I'm sorry, Terry. Quite a bit. And yeah, that's a, a mess. He knows. Although Terry, I do think. I have a mathematical theory I've been working on. If you're on top of, between Laramie and Cheyenne, you crossed over top, you're heading down to Cheyenne, right? So you're saving gas because you're heading downhill. Then you got those heavy winds pushing at your back as well. I would think by the time you get to the bottom, you should have more diesel in your tanks instead of, instead of well you think about it. you used so much diesel trying to get uphill into the wind then going downhill with the wind you should be adding diesel right I'm, I'm working on that so if einstein was still alive i'd give him a call but okay he was saying that people go blown by him they have the speed limit at 45 because of snow and ice and all that and truckers are blown by him not just ignoring that Blue Eyes and Douglas, do you really need a sign in bad weather to tell you to slow down? Duh. And my answer is no. You really should. What gets me is I have never intentionally driven in really nasty blizzard whiteout conditions. But if you live in Wyoming long enough, you'll get caught in it. The weather changes. It wasn't forecasted. I've been caught in it. Not just on the interstate, but on the side roads, highways as well. I get in that line of cars that's taking their time. I get in a line because everybody in front of me is helping to melt the snow and ice so I can drive on pavement. I will never be one of those who are is passing on the left side in the unplowed area going way too fast. Those are the, I have seen those people wipe out into the ditch. Gary is on the road. Morning. Hi, Glenn. Uh, yes, I wanted to call you because you have such a good radio station. I'm a truck driver. Yes, sir. And I've talked to you before, but 
I want to give you the bad news right now. Okay. And I, unless something changes, uh, if Trump is nominated to be the uh, Republican nominee, he will not be elected no matter what. Okay. And Just you're... like last time where they had these uh, uh, paper ballots and all this stuff. Well, they can't do that no more. Right. <clears throat> but all of these illegals coming into the country, they're processed through some sort of a procedure. Mm-hmm. They get a name. Uh, I don't think they have any address. I don't know what they'd use for an address. Then they send them somewhere. And right. if they send them to these states like Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, that uh, is pretty iffy on the boat. Wisconsin's not too bad. They will just fill out their names and send in the ballots, absentee right. ballots. I have be had a, I've had a theory for years. If those people who are entering the country illegally, if they were voting Republican, then you would hear the yeah. Democrats screaming for a border wall. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, one more thing. The guy on Fox News in the morning, there's three of them, the older guy, the girl, and then the younger guy. I can't think of his name right now, but he has a radio show mm-hmm. after he does his uh, morning show. And he uh, was talking to Victor David Hansen mm-hmm. about the last election about three weeks ago, say. And Victor David Hansen couldn't understand it. Uh, it was should have went better. Right. And he says... I don't know where they come up with so much money. Well, they just sent $800 million to Pakistan, mm-hmm. who probably isn't our friend anyway. Right. They're probably going to get back two or $300 million to the Democratic Party. The NPR radio station takes a half a billion dollars to run. Yeah. They get money back from that, sent right to the Democrats. In That's fact, where they come up all the money. There's quite a few people. You remember, I love picking, to this day, remember Solyndra. That's during the Obama years. Obama gave a bunch of money to a company that was supposed to make solar panels, and they never created a damn thing. Those were all Democrat donors. So, of course, quite a bit of that money was donated to the Democrat Party election time. Yeah. Yeah. Republicans, they just sit around, they don't do anything. They never check up on this stuff. They probably tried the situation with the ballots on that last election in Pennsylvania and Herschel Walker's election. They probably, because in Georgia they had to do another re-election because he didn't get enough percentage. He comes up with two million votes all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. More. Right. So uh, that's what they're going to do. But the Republicans sit around on their hands and they're they're worried about uh, um, the uh, abortion bill. Mm-hmm. The abortion clinic, I don't know how much money they get. And they send it back to the Democrats somehow. They get it through there somehow. Right. And uh, that's where they come up with all the money. These actors out in California, these all these actors that are uh, for the Democrats, they're not going to send them a lot of money. No. Hell, they, they say, let the other guy send the money. Let the other guy. We, we've got more important things. We've got to buy a new airplane to right. fly off <laughs> to the uh, global warming Right, uh, yeah. Thing over there. Gary, I got to run because news is about to cut us off, Gary. It's good to hear from you again. I appreciate your call. Appreciate Drive safe out there, the my friend. Station. Coming up you, on. Thank you. thank you. Coming up on some local news, weather forecast, nice long segment of open phones. Got some good calls this half hour. Thank you to Gary, Terry, and Jim, to name a few. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I just sent this Mary a note. Um, we have this little program that we send notes back and forth to each other while I'm on the air. And every so often, the program throws up suggestions. So instead of having to type my response, I can just click like, thank you, sounds great, whatever the suggestions. And I call that thing auto. And auto, its suggestions sometimes can be really odd. So Mary wrote to me last, Gary on the phone, Republicans running for president, to which auto suggested that I answer safe travels. <laughs> nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh, but that's auto for you. Okay. I wanted to play some for you. I put together a bit of a montage. You know, I pick on wind turbines a lot. And I had hopes for them when wind turbines were first being created. I had hopes for them. But then I started to find out all the problems with them. And that's why you hear me on the air saying not clean, not green, not sustainable, not affordable, not reliable. It's been a horrible disaster, and we just need to stop it. Now, with that in mind, I went and found different uh, local television stations reporting on bird kills from wind farms. It's home to hundreds of bird species. They hunt and play in the midst of 3,000 wind turbines. Those turbines can be deadly, especially to golden eagles. It's got white in its tail, which means it's a sub-adult or a younger bird. 35 golden eagles were killed by the Altamont's turbines in 2013. That appears to be what happened to this young eagle. All of the turbines in this wind farm, about 300 in total, have been turned off in preparation for repowering. They'll be replaced by just 10 turbines. Scientists believe fewer turbines and better placement are key to protecting wildlife. He can no longer fly, but 14-year-old Solomon is one of the lucky ones. His left wing was clipped off at the wrist by one of the windmills. Solomon survived a hit at the U.S. wind power industry's deadliest location, California's Altamont Pass, where as many as 70 golden eagles are killed yearly. Clusters of turbines as tall as 30-story buildings with spinning rotors the size of jetliners pose problems for eagles. Dozens of bird watchers who had traveled to the northern Scottish island of Harris to see a rare bird, and they witnessed it fly into a wind turbine and die late Wednesday afternoon. The white-throated needletail, the world's fastest flying bird, was first spotted by two Northumberland bird watchers on Monday. By Wednesday, almost 40 twitches had turned out to watch the bird. Amateur and expert ornithologists alike relished the sight. The bird flew directly into one of the blades of a nearby wind turbine. It is believed to have died instantly. There have been only eight recorded sightings of the white-throated needletail in the UK in nearly 170 years. Tamont Pass near Livermore may seem desolate, but it's home to a large population of raptors or birds of prey. Here, nature's power has been harnessed. The predominant wind resource here in the Altamont is from the west, and that's why all these turbines are set up here at the end of some of these ridges. In the early 1980s, when a slew of private companies built the Altamont's wind farms, they were viewed as an exciting alternative to nuclear power. I think at one point there were nearly 8,000 windmills here. It's been a costly oversight. As many as 1,300 birds of prey die each year in collisions with the Altamont's 5,400 turbines. Also hard hit are burrowing owls. Each year, the turbines at Altamont kill one... You get the idea. Okay, it goes on for quite a while. But now, a couple of things I noticed when I was playing that. One, only one person said it correctly. 
So there were most people were saying wind turbines. Almost everybody there. One guy said wind turbine. Okay. The difference between a it, it's a subtle difference, but between a turbine and a turbine. A turban is what you wear on your head, like a sheik might wear a turban, right? That's a turban. It's a headdress. A turbine is the machine that is being turned inside the windmill. It's a wind turbine, not a turbine. Okay, now, again, subtle difference, but I hear it a lot. And most people, I think, have just misheard the word over the years and so use it that way. The other one that got me, and I shouldn't laugh at this because it's horrifying, but it's just I like dark humor sometimes. So here is this one of the stories you just heard there. There's a very rare bird. It's it's not extinct, but it's very rare and beautiful. And it is the fastest bird on the planet, they said. And in this one particular area, it has not been spotted for about 170 years. Again, not extinct, but rare. And hasn't been spotted in that area for about 170 years. Someone spots it. It's over by the wind farm. About 40 bird watchers, including professional ornithologists, show up to observe this rare bird. And it gets chopped up by a wind turbine right in front of their faces. I shouldn't have laughed at that. That's horrible. Birds, let's face it, they're annoying. They're everywhere, filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes, and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year, eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds. And of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage, and billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports, and even bringing down planes by dangerously flying into the engines. So how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures we've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own backyard. Join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly nuisance creatures we call birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Skies. Now, that horrible story that I had laughed at just a moment ago. Again, all these people show up to see a rare bird and immediately watch it get knocked out of the sky horribly right in front of their faces by wind turbine. I wonder how many of those people were in favor of wind turbines and didn't see any disadvantage of them until that. But then there's another story. This goes back a few years. There was a young uh, was it sea lion or seal, I forget which, I think it was sea lion, that was caught up in, in all of this oil and goo, and it was in trouble. And all of these people doing the right thing, bring it on shore and clean the thing up and nurse it back to health. And when they go to let it, to release it into the wild, they have a big celebration. There's all these people on the shoreline. They're in tears because they're letting this thing go. And they let it go. And the thing goes 
rushing out into the water, swimming away into the bay, and a killer whale comes up and swallows it in one bite right in front of him. And again, I shouldn't have laughed at that. That's horrible. Those poor people in that poor animal. Yet, <laughs> I just, is that just, I think, I, that's just wrong. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, you remember when TV dinners first came out? Yeah, they were in um, like aluminum plates. Yeah, yeah I mean, like yeah. you know, and they were real, they weren't very big. No, you know? see, well, then again, we then you had to actually put them in the oven. Yes, the portion sizes that we eat today is were much bigger, much bigger portion sizes today than we had back then, which is one of the reasons I think people were so much thinner back then. But okay, yeah. so yeah, it was the tin. Mm-hmm. Let's see, the mashed potatoes were on the left. On the right, you had that mixture of peas and carrots yeah, yeah, and corn. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And usually it was chicken. Yeah, or chicken and there. Salisbury, sure, sure. Salisbury steak. And then for dessert, they usually had something in there like uh, some peaches and some yeah, kind of yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're right. We didn't have the microwave back then. You couldn't put the tin in the microwave anyway. So you had to put it in the oven. But even though it was in the oven, I never could get it to cook evenly. No. It, there was something wrong with that. Yeah. And did you ever find one of those TV dinners that you even remotely enjoyed the flavor of? Not really. I mean, no. I'm, you're hungry. Yeah. In fact... I mean, you took two or three bites, you know, yeah. okay. Oftentimes when I would, if I ever did go to buy one of those or saw somebody else, you know, it was a sad moment. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got to buy a TV dinner, does he? Well, well, like at like our house, you, you know, mom used to put it in the oven and stuff yeah. it in front of you and... You didn't really have a yeah. choice. You Even know? you had a, either the person had a neglectful mom who didn't cook, or it was someone who was sadly single, and so or this actually is, they worked. They got home at five thirty, and, yeah. and everyone expects dinner. Like, listen, yeah, this we're, is this is what's for dinner. Just going to do the TV now, though. If you walk into the frozen food section, dear well, lord, well, <laughs> gourmet stuff. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Gluten-free. Oh, all sorts of things. And you don't have to wait for the oven to heat up. Vegetarian, You just toss it in the microwave for a few minutes. I live by that. And you're done. Okay. Now, I I don't so much do the TV dinner, although I do like, I go to Sam's Club, and I get one of those big bags of fish sticks, stuff like that, you know? Okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff I do. So they're all, there's those frozen breakfast sandwiches that are really good. Mm -hmm. You see? Okay. So you could really be someone who doesn't even have to cook anymore. But it all started with that metal tray. In fact, do you remember the taste of the tin? I do. It was, I, I can't really remember, but I, did, I know there, were, there was something, it was an additive yes. that were like, if, if, you know, like a metallic yeah. kind if of thing. If I was scooping up what was allegedly mashed potatoes, I always felt at the same time that I was tasting the tray while I was eating it. Oh, God. Life, life progresses. How about that? Well, another round of high school basketball. 
for a boys and girls play. Cheyenne Central will be at Natrona tonight. Cheyenne East over to Sheridan. Cheyenne South goes to Campbell County in Gillette. Laramie goes to Thunder Basin in Gillette. Kelly Walsh going over to Evanston. Glen Rock will be at Wright. In yesterday's boys action, Rollins over Glen Rock 59-56. Burns beat Southeast 57-53. Hewlett over KC 55-47. On the girls side from last night, Glen Rock beat Rollins 53-48. Southeast over Burns 51-32. And KC nipped Hewlett 33-232. And women's college basketball at the Division I level, the Wyoming Cowgirls, a move to 8-3 and three in Mountain West play, 15-7 and seven overall, with a 68-54 win over San Jose State in Laramie last night. Douglas native Allison Furtick had a tremendous game, going 9-12 from the field, finished with 19 points and 11 rebounds. Grace Ellis chipped in 17. UW-led start to finish. They'll be at Colorado State tomorrow for at 1 p.m. for another round of the Board of War in Fort Collins. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The folks are 7-14 overall, 2-7 in Mountain West Conference play, but they did win their last time out. They beat Fresno State handily. San Jose State comes into the game 13-9 overall, 4-9 in the league. It is a 8 p.m. start tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College teams uh, on the road in Rock Springs tomorrow to meet Western Wyoming. The T-Bird men and women beat Eastern Wyoming on Wednesday. CC ladies are 20-3 and three and rated 19th in the country. The men are 17-5. and five. The LCCC teams out of Cheyenne will host Eastern Wyoming at the Story Gym tomorrow at 4-6. and six. Both teams absorb losses to Northwest DePaul back on Wednesday. The LCCC women, they are 15-6 and six and the men are 11-8. and eight. High school indoor track and field rolls along today with a beat in Gillette. The Nordic skiers will be on Casper Mountain this afternoon and tomorrow morning. Bunch of wrestling duels statewide today and tomorrow. Both of the Casper schools will be in the Rawlins tournament tomorrow. Then there's conference meets for boys swimming this weekend. The 4A East at Cheyenne South, the 4A West in Green River. The 3A East will be in Worland and the 3A West meet will be in Lander. That's it in sports. I did find a website here of worst frozen dinners. Just don't buy them. Okay. I see the Banquet Mega Bowls fried beef steak frozen dinner. Apparently Boy, Banquet's sucks. been around forever. Oh yeah and and uh, they also have the same one that has frozen meatballs. Well, no. Um, the Hungry Man Boneless Fried Chicken Frozen Meal apparently sucks, according to this guy. How do you handle a hungry man? Uh, devour. Oh, you know the commercials. Let's see. Uh, frozen Chicken Cordon Blue from Devour sucks. Oh, I've tried these before. They're horrible. Uh Sukis, S-U-K-H-I, Frozen Chicken. Every time I see that name, I know to avoid it. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Michaelina's Fettuccine Alfredo. I've tried that one. That one sucks, too. Yeah. I stay away from the frozen dinners, but I love the frozen fish sticks. You know, I, I just can't make my way past that aisle without grabbing a few. Something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you're a single guy. I know. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. See, this is part of what I mean, though. You see that single guy or gal grabbing a frozen dinner, and you go, oh, that poor person. Oh. Coming up on local business... National news, local news update on the weather forecast and the hour of open phones. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Premier Bush. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Get your calls in before we get to, kind of like a carnival caller here. Get your calls in before we get to the end of the hour. That way you can vent. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. I'm just having fun with 
right now on the interweb, people are pouring out, I mean, just cranking out fast all of these memes about the Chinese balloon that's over Montana. And the latest one I just found, you zoom in on it and it says, Eric, happy Valentine's Day. Love, Fang Fang. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of memes out there. Okay, let's go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now, Joe's on the phone about the balloon. Morning, Joe. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. So I know you're an aviation buff. I've seen you up at uh, the Glendale Air Show. Oh yeah. And um, are, are you aware of the Edge of Space Sciences uh, Club in Colorado? No, I'm not. So they routinely launch balloons up to 100,000 feet. Mm -hmm. So they'll have a big balloon, they fill it with hydrogen, and then I'll have a string of satellites underneath it. Right. And there'll be school experiments or there'll be satellites. You know, if they can't go up to 100,000 feet and work, they're not going to work in space. Right, yeah. And you can go and watch them launch these things and participate. And um, uh, the closest to here they launch is Windsor. Mm -hmm. But those guys will set up a little command center, and they, they, they interface with Denver Air Traffic Control. And they monitor the wind, and they have programs that predict where the balloon will land. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll pop it at 100,000 feet or so, right. and they can tell you exactly where that thing is going to go down. Okay. So I know that right now the Pentagon, they've decided to watch it and gather information from it. So they say they're learning a lot. I wouldn't be too concerned because the Chinese already have satellites flying over looking at the same stuff. This thing's just lower, but they can do the same thing with Closer, their satellites. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really don't yeah. see that as a problem. But I have been wondering, though, at some point, this thing has to come down. And we might, it, I, it, the, I, the idea that it would make all the way around the earth back to China, probably not. So there's an opportunity maybe for us to snag it. Sure. Hey, I, I had one more thing. I know you, you've made comments you're like anti-wall, right? Oh, uh, I just like the, the idea the of wall. doing something that, that really works. And whenever I take a look at a wall anywhere... Uh, throughout world history, even the Great Wall of China, they didn't work. Uh, even the Great Wall no, of China. I, I, had no, people, I don't. Go ahead. No, no, I think the Great Wall of China worked perfectly. I mean, how many Hispanics are in China? <laughs> well, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Later, dude. Thank you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> to, no, to it. That was good. To his point. The reason I say I, you know, building a wall, I, you go throughout history, even the Great Wall of China didn't work. You know, people were bribing their way through and so on. And so it never, and when, and when China was invaded anyway, the wall didn't matter. So 
I just want to do something else. And it's more difficult what I, the way I want to do it. But you got to figure out why are all these people leaving their home countries and coming here? What's wrong with their home countries? And I'm not saying we should show up with a bunch of money and start doing it. But that's where the problem is. You, you, you make it so it doesn't matter that they stay. In, it's good to stay in their home country. And they won't ever think of leaving and coming here. That's really where I see the answer being. Putting up a wall, people always get over them, under them, around them, through them. So I don't really see that as a, a solution to the problem. But I know a lot of people disagree with me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now I'm good. You can talk about whatever you want. Now, topic change for me. I came across this story. Everything that needs electricity is made with oil. So for those people who say crude oil, keep it in the ground, okay? Transportation, that includes your electric vehicle. You cannot build an electric vehicle without petroleum. It's made from petroleum products. It's not possible to make your electric vehicle or any other kind of vehicle without using petroleum products. So, sorry, for those people who, I'm gonna go all EV so I don't have to use petroleum. Your electric vehicle is made from a heavy amount of petroleum products. So that's not gonna work the way you thought. Hospitals, go to a hospital and take a look at all of the plastics and advanced materials and medicines that are petroleum-based. You're pretty much just shutting down hospitals. Medical equipment I include in there. Appliances of all sorts, from your refrigerator to your stoves. Yes, gas stoves, but electric stoves too. But your washer, your dryer, et cetera, et cetera. All sorts of appliances you use. And that's all made with petroleum products. You cannot create those things without them. So unless you want to go back to hand washing all of your clothes okay uh electronics from the cell phone in your hand to pretty much everything we have today uses modern electronics modern computer chips and so on it's all over the place you can't do that without petroleum products we won't have any of that without petroleum telecommunications that includes your cell phone but there's so many other aspects to telecommunications, it doesn't exist without. And also just in general communications, space program, heating and ventilation and air conditioning. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So the story in front of me says, the challenge for the renewable movement, as they call themselves, is that refineries only exist economically to manufacture gasoline and diesel fuel, they think, but that's not the case. Refineries do more than just that. They manufacture bunker fuels for ships, aviation fuels for planes, oil derivatives that are based on more than 6,000 products now demanded by societies and economies. The future does not bode well as 20% of the 700 worldwide refineries are projected to close in the next five years. 
Of these aging infrastructures that will result in less manufacturing to meet growing demands and populations, ships, jets, and other derivatives needed for all of these products. So creating the product and getting the product to us. Now, from the proverb, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Tell us what you'd get rid of if you want to get rid of all organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil. You want to get rid of all of that. You want to keep it in the ground. Well, then I would like to walk through your house, your daily life, and I want you to point out to me what you can't live without. I'm going to start taking things. I'm going to go into your house, and I'm going to start removing things from your house. This is made with petroleum. This is made with coal. This is made with natural gas. On and on it goes. The story says the electrification of vehicle fleets move to diminish, they say, 99% of oil use, yet you can't build the vehicle without a lot of oil. Efforts to ease the use of crude oil could be the greatest threat to civilization, this gentleman writes. Richard Stein is his name. Not climate change. About the lead, well, there's all sorts of products. Let me, you know, they want to decarbonize, they say, but it's not possible to do that. Just a few hundred years ago, before oil was used, uh, Mother Nature and, you know, ran, of course, and the Wild Kingdom, what, what did we do to keep ourselves alive? We cut down entire forests to do it. Now we don't have to do that. We're planting forests. There's more trees now than there were in the year 1900 because we use organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil. So you really want to put an end to that, huh? 916 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming from Boring Morning Radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Nine twenty-two is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Great calls today. Thanks for that, everybody. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. And real quick for those who haven't done it yet. So I have a lot of people on the Wake Up Wyoming app. I mean a lot. App Store. Wake Up Wyoming. Download it. It's free. When you get on the app, you'll notice, right, there's always that main picture there of the main article. Below that, you'll see like a dark gray toolbar. On the left side, touch on demand. Touching on Demand allows you to listen to old programs and those funny bits that we produce in-house. So that's that's your on-demand feature. The next button to the right is the call-in. Touch that. It calls the show, so you're on air. To the right of that is the chat option. Touch that. Send me text messages or pictures or links. After that is the news feature and a couple of other things. And the Wake Up Wyoming app comes with all sorts of features. News, sports, weather, road conditions, etc., etc. You can have those options or not. It's all free either way. All right, 888 woods Back to the capital here in Wyoming. Mr. Biteman, who is uh, in the Wyoming the Senate, Senator... Bo Biden, Republican, Ranchester, says he'll feel safer packing the heat in the Capitol and a vote to eliminate concealed carry. Well, the story says when a woman began acting hostile in the witness gallery in the Wyoming Senate early Thursday, 
Bo Biden, Republican Ranchester, said, you know, my heart was racing. The person looked very agitated at the vote that they had just taken. I was thinking, I wish I had my gun. Not so he could just plug her right then and there. He's not thinking that. But what if she got aggressive and got dangerous? If that, he says, if that person had pulled a gun and started shooting at us, we would have been in serious trouble because we're all law-abiding citizens. All of us left our guns at home. And they're all down there in the well. She's up above. She has the high ground. There's only, really, there's not, there, it's hard to get out of there. There's a lot to get around. Civilians are forbidden from carrying firearms into the Capitol building, and signs at the building entrance say it's prohibited. But, of course, what does that do, right? Biden made his remarks later Thursday after Chairman Senate, uh, Senate Review Committee during a discussion of Senate File 135, which would allow people to conceal carry firearms in the building and government meetings. The bill passed committee four to one vote. Biden voted for it along with Tim French, Republican Powell, Troy McCowan, Republican Gillette, Bob Ide, Republican Casper, and Stephen Papa's Republican Cheyenne voted against it. Said Stephen Papa's Republican Cheyenne voted against it. However, allowing people to pack in public buildings and meetings is asking for trouble, argued Beth Howard, Cheyenne spokesperson for gun control advocacy group Mom Demands Action. Remember Mom Demand Action. Mom's Demand Action has to do with, um, so was it uh, New York uh, Senator, uh, Mayor Bloomberg. That's his group. So she says, quote, if I could be both, if a person intended harm to themselves or others would be allowed, she speaks against it. And I have to agree with those people who say bad guys don't care about the rules. If somebody wants to smuggle a gun in, I would be with a person where I would rather be able to defend myself rather than just be a sitting duck. McGowan's responded to Howard's points with a rhetorical question, asking whether it's realistic to think that disturbed people or those with ill intent care about gun-free zones. Would such a person think, oh, it's illegal to carry here, so I'm not going to do it? No, they don't care. The Senate was echoing Wyoming gun owner spokesman who testified via Zoom with a rifle clearly visible in the background. She referenced the 2015 crossbow slain Casper College. Okay, that's a gun-free zone. And by the way, gun-free zone, but that person walked in with a crossbow. I think they meant no weapons at all. But all right. Others testified that their decisions whether to allow firearms should be left up to local city councils, school boards, and other affected entities. But this bill would make it a statewide thing. Local school boards can decide whether to allow some school staff to do the campuses or complex places. They would be allowed to decide for themselves. They're working on the uh, bill right now, and we'll see what form it's in when it finally gets up for debate and they vote on it. It's out of committee now. Also, once again, and this seems to be a yearly tradition, Medicaid expansion was offered up in the state of Wyoming, and once again, thank God, it just died. It got out of committee, but then it just died in a couple of ways. So Republican, who really should join the Democrat Party, Senator Kale Case, Republican Lander, he tried to include it 
in the state's supplemental budget. That was rejected. On the floor of the House of Representatives, it's not even going to be discussed. Well, the Speaker of the House is one who decides whether a bill is going to be debated on and discussed or not. He picks the agenda. And he looked at Medicaid expansion bill in front of him and said, oh, that's not even going to make it to the floor. Now, there's some stories out there on making the case for or against Medicaid expansion. My case against it has always been, take a look at the damage it's done to those states that have expanded it and how it's overrun their budget and overrun their hospitals. And you'll see why it's a horrible idea. Greg and Cheyenne. Oh, that's right, Greg. Thanks for bringing it up. During World War II, Japanese launched balloons with incendiary bombs attached to them. These bombs started numerous forest fires and did kill people. One of those did land in Wyoming. You're right. Let's wake up, Wyoming. stimulating than that first cup of coffee this is am 1030 k2 radio Nine thirty-six. the time it's wake up wyoming my name is glenn woods thanks for joining me you got some time to get a call or two in triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven w o o d s talking about what i'm talking about change the subject so since we're talking that balloon over Montana, that Chinese balloon over Montana. First off, I'm protected because I made this hat from aluminum foil. Where I had this foil line in case an alien's inclined to probe your butt or read your mind. So I'm really happy with all the memes popping up all over the place. I appreciate that. And this idea, this is sent from the Wake Up Wyoming app. Greg and Cheyenne, thank you for that, Greg, because we're looking up the story right now. There is the story of World War II, Japanese. We're trying the idea of just sending, since the airflow goes from where they are to where we are with the jet streams, they decided to send up a bunch of balloons with incendiary devices, and they would land here in the United States and set things on fire. It really didn't work. I mean, there were some isolated fires and so on. However, one young man did lose his life here in Wyoming. Now, we're looking up the story, but the way I remember it, I'm, I probably have the details wrong. It's been a while since I looked at it. I think he was a Boy Scout and found the device and was wondering what it was. And while examining it, it went off. That's the way I heard the story, but we're looking it up. And we'll compare that to, you know, the big balloon over the... Uh, state of Montana. But this is a perfect time for your tin-hatted conspiracy theorists. Who the hell are you? Oh, um, I'm just here looking for a tin hat. Why? I'd rather not say out loud. Good answer. 
Is the problem terrestrial threat or outer space? Outer space, I suspect. CIA, KGB, gray, or reptile? Probably a combination, but I can't tell which combo. Since you're not sure, probably need three or more sheets, conventional headgear lined with electromagnetic fields, mind control, and mind reading. Do you have a cat? Yeah, I do have a cat. He'll need one, too. If they're from Vogon, they'll probably watch you through your cat. Where did you learn all of this? That's classified. Oh, is it? Well, it just seems odd that you know so much. Seems odd that you ask so many questions. You have trouble making sales, don't you? Only sell to those I trust. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've been watching some of the memes that are out there on the interweb right now. Really good. You see people standing outside holding a rifle, looking up to the sky, and they write above their heads, me waiting to see the Chinese balloon over my house. And I'm looking at that thinking, first off, funny. I like it. But then I start thinking, yeah, but hang on a second. The problem is, I mean, let's go realistic. I, it's funny, and I like it, but okay. So you want to shoot a bullet up and hit that hot air. That, well, it's not a hot air balloon. It's a, it's a helium balloon. You want to hit that. Why? You know how high that is? That's above where the jets fly. It's of no danger to United States jet traffic, airline traffic. It's way above that. So your bullet's not going to get anywhere near that. Funny, though. Uh, I see, Greg and Cheyenne. There was a family in the Pacific Northwest who had the bomb explode while they were on a picnic. This is the Japanese bombs he's talking about, World War II. The government put a tight lid on it. News outlets keep the public from panicking. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, the Japanese balloon landed here in Buffalo Pasture Hot Springs State Park. Was that what that was? I think I had heard about that. That it did land in the Buffalo Pasture and Hot Springs State Park. Now, um, hmm. Okay, uh, Miss Mary found, okay, she couldn't find the one I wrote, but, yep, okay, Rick, yeah, Rick Rodden no longer works for the company, but he moved on years ago. He was at our Cheyenne station, KGAB. So thanks for that, Mary. I will take Rick's story, and I'll go ahead and sort of repurpose it and put it back up with reference to what is currently from China floating over our heads, well, over Montana. And then the ones that landed here, because it's kind of interesting to see the same kind of curiosity about it as soon as people find out. My thought still is, as disturbing as it is, really, China already has satellites over, to, over our heads right now watching what we're doing down here, especially at our military bases. So the idea that they float a hot air balloon over, well, I keep saying hot air balloon because it's not hot air, but the fact that they float a balloon over, I'm thinking, well, so what? They, it, unless it's got something extra on it that it's sniffing the atmosphere or something, which I doubt. To me, it's not that much of a difference between they have a satellite up in the air and there's some balloon up in the air. I, I, but the Pentagon, however, decided... I didn't buy the idea, well, we don't want to shoot it down, we don't want to land on anybody. But they decided instead to study it and learn. And they said, I don't know what the Pentagon's up to, we're actually learning a lot. Okay, uh, I hope that's true. And I also hope, because that thing can't stay up there forever, at some point it comes down. 
And I hope it comes down someplace where we can get it back. It's slowly floating over Montana right now. Just keep an eye on the news over the weekend because this could have a really interesting ending to it. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Here's to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 948 is the time off. We go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's with us one more time. So, Frank, of course, while all sorts of news and information is running on this program, I'm doing research, right? Important stuff. Uh, we should sure. hope so. Uh, yeah, okay. Like, for example, uh, looking at different plazas where it's just really sometimes unfortunate and sometimes interesting, the kinds of businesses that move in next to each other. Oh, like in a like in a strip mall kind of. Yes. Thing? Now, one of the most famous ones. These are three businesses, one after the next: bankruptcy, divorce, liquor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in any order, really. You know? Yeah, really. Yeah. But you know, you put them in the right order, one after the next. Sure. Let me see. Uh, let's see. There's a church right next to a liquor store. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I should, if I was renting in a plaza, I would have, you know, okay. Then, okay, here's this one, tattooing, and then uh, liquor store. So okay. I think one goes right next to the other, right? In, in no particular order, again, either. Right. It, it, it And it's all, like somebody took the one with the bankruptcy, divorce, and liquor store and wrote over top of it, location, location, location. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some Sometimes it just makes a whole lot of sense to make sure. And then other times... I think it could be unfortunate that that business is right next to you. Now, sometimes it's how you put the sign up. Like there was a guy who put up a furniture store, and the name of the furniture store is the furniture store. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the guy next to him put up a furniture store, his competitor, also a furniture store. Okay. That's what he named it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, you can have this, you know, like in the strip mall. First place is called Best Pizza in the City. Yes. The next one is called Best Pizza in the State. On, on the Block. Yes, okay. And then the third one is Best Pizza in the Strip Mall. Sure, okay. And there have been plenty of times that people have put up a billboard and the competitor put up a billboard next to it that makes one of the previous billboard. So that's happened a lot. Let me see. Uh, no, that one there, okay. Oh, this is an interesting, let me see if I can get, um, okay, Smoker's Paradise. Oh, okay. Okay, and it's a big tobacco shop. Yeah, yeah. Right next door, Cancer Research Center. (laughs) 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 Well, if you're going to locate the Cancer Research Center, why not? Right Now, what about when you see a fast food joint right next to a gym? Well, yeah, I mean, that doesn't quite equate. Yeah, the ice cream shop is right next to the gym. Yeah, well... In no particular order, I guess. I I guess one of the... Now, if you wanted to go uh, work out and then go get some donuts or vice versa, Mm -hmm. then maybe, you know, you... Maybe you can get away with that. Yeah, maybe the smoke uh, shop next to the gym. I'm say- well. If you buy a pack of cigarettes, then go to the gym and get on the treadmill smoking them. I think maybe. Oh boy, they'll ask wow. you to leave. 
All right, a women's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls are eight and three in Mountain West play, fifteen and seven overall. They downed San Jose State last night in Laramie, sixty-eight fifty-four. Allison Fertig, who was a standout at Douglas High School, had a tremendous game, going nine of twelve from the field and finished with nineteen points and eleven rebounds. Grace Ellis chipped in seventeen. UW let's start to finish. They'll be at CSU tomorrow in Fort Collins at one p.m. in another round of the Border War. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at San Jose State tomorrow. The folks are seven and four. Overall, two and seven in Mountain West Conference play, and they did win last time out. They beat Fresno State. San Jose State comes into the game with a record of thirteen and nine overall, and four and nine in league play. That's an eight p.m. start tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie JUCO basketball. The Casper College teams will be in Rock Springs tomorrow to take on Western Wyoming, both the Tiber men and women. Beat Eastern Wyoming on Wednesday. The CC ladies are 20 and 3 and ranked 19th in the country. The men are 17 and 5. The L Triple C teams will host Eastern Wyoming at the Story Gym tomorrow at, uh, in Cheyenne at 4 and 6 p.m. Both teams absorb losses to Northwest Apollo back on Wednesday on the road. The L Trip women are 15 and 6. The L Trip men are 11 and 8. High school basketball statewide today and tonight in 4A girls and boys play. Cheyenne Central will be at Gaspar Natrona. Cheyenne East ranked number one uh, in the on the boys side will be at Sheridan. The girls uh, that That'll be also the girls' matchup, too. Cheyenne South goes to Campbell County. Laramie will be at Thunder Basin and Gillette. And Kelly Walsh will go to Evanston. Glenrock will be in, in right. And in yesterday's boys' action, Rollins over Glenrock, 59-56. Burns beat Southeast, 57-53. Rollins over KC, 55-47. On the girls' side from last night, Glenrock over Rollins, 53-48. Southeast beat Burns, 51-32. And KC, Hewlett, 33-32. The high school indoor track season rolling along with a beaten Gillette that will start in a few minutes. The Nordic Ski will be on Casper Mountain this afternoon and tomorrow morning. There's a bunch of wrestling duels statewide today and tomorrow. Both of the Casper schools will be in the Rollins tournament tomorrow. And it'll be a conference meets for boys swimming this weekend. The 4A East will be in, at Cheyenne South. The 4A West in Green River. The 3A East in Worland. And the 3A West in Landon. Have a great weekend and be safe. Now you, now girl, I know you have major plans. You got to watch to see if the weather's and so. But if you could go, you're going. To, you would go to what? Rollins tomorrow. Okay, for, for wrestling. And I wrestling, just looked at okay. the thing. It said yellow. yellow. Yellow is good. Yellow is good. You pa- would do, yellow is okay. passable. Is that uh, the road that I said that you should probably yes. go through? Okay, because now that, you, now that is today. That's today, right now. You overnight though, a lot can change between now and then. Yeah, you know when okay. when they, when I why not push orange on there? You got to go. Uh, yeah, no, like, there's a really certain point where. Do you ever look at the map and then go ahead and say, "But I'm going to check the cameras first? I, I, I do both. Yeah, you do. Yeah, probably. A, a, and sometimes it's not a you know you think it's the most accurate thing and depends where the cameras are. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Frank. But, Have a great weekend. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.